Welcome back to the Linda Steele Show. Uh, Don't look for any changes to your mortgages or your saving rates in the near future. The Bank of Canada has held interest rates steady, saying that consumer spending and U.S. export demand were solid, and there's no inflation risks on the horizon. Now, at the same time, both Japanese and Chinese markets exploded to the upside yesterday. But does that mean the Asian crisis is over? With more on this, I'm joined by the host of Canada's number one rated financial show, Money Talks, Michael Campbell. Uh, Michael, no big surprise the Bank of Canada kept interest rates at their lows. But is that a signal that the Canadian economy is finally on the mend? Well, I think we made too much that it wasn't. I mean, we obviously had a problem in one sector, and that was oil and resources. Uh, No doubt about that, and it's significant. I mean, come on, there's nearly 40,000 job losses in Alberta, for example, you know, in that sector. And it it goes far beyond Alberta. I mean, we have about 14,000 people working in the resource sector in the lower mainland. I I think they're not feeling too comfortable right now, right through to manufacturers, uh, you know, in Ontario, Quebec. But it still was very identifiable that that's where the problem was. Now, let's go on the other coin, and Vancouverites appreciate this. We still got a very strong housing market. Uh, we see that in Toronto where their condo boom is still going really strong. Consumer spending is still good, never went in the tank. And our grob- job growth has been okay. And none of those things are signs that you're in a recession in the way that most people sort of think about that. So, yeah, I think the recession talk was overblown. And, uh, yeah, and I think that's what the Bank of Canada is kind of saying, that uh, they're certainly not saying things are robust, but they're also saying that we're no need to lower rates we're not in the tank yeah not as bad as thought there's been a lot of talk about just how important oil is to the canadian economy um really how accurate is that yeah it worries me i mean where i know we're in the midst of a federal election campaign and a lot of silly stuff gets said and depresses the heck out of me actually yeah. <laughs> but uh you know in this case look obviously oil is incredibly important to alberta still very important to Saskatchewan and Newfoundland. But that's about it if you're talking about this sort of major impact. I mean, because the rest of the country starts benefiting from low energy costs. And, of course, a very low dollar is probably more important, but they do benefit from low energy costs. But here's the thing. If you look at what percentage oil was of the Canadian economy, take it back about 12 years, and then we get the big boom, you know, from a sort of $30 average oil price under that, actually, in 2002, mm-hmm. right up to kind of averaging over 100 bucks over the last several years until, right. you know, the past 10 months decline. Well, you know what? It's actually less as a percentage of GDP right now. Why? Because oil certainly grew, but the rest of the economy grew faster. So all of that talk about we become over-dependent on oil, I think is very misplaced or ill-informed. Uh, you know, there's one thing for sure. We certainly benefited from the oil boom for if sure. you're looking at government services and government revenues and that kind of stuff. But it wasn't like the economy was all about oil. But here's the one area why we're feeling it more now, just very quickly, that capital spending, that's the, like new investment spending into the economy, job growth, all of that coming from it. Well, about half of that, when you take away residential construction, about half of it was, in fact, in the oil patch. So that's where we're feeling it. Yeah, boy, Alberta's suffering. Okay, yeah, let's talk about the markets. Uh, Everybody loves a big number, and the rise in the Japanese stock market yesterday was a big number, up nearly 8% in one day. And then China and Hong Kong's major indexes jumped as well. What's going on there? Well, what's interesting is you're right. I mean, it's sort of something that, like, you probably didn't wake up going, gee, I wonder what happened in that Nikkei index. Suddenly I did not, know. But when you look at the number, and I was sort of, I do that. I look at the numbers before I go to bed. I look at what's going on in Asia. And really it was like jaw-dropping. It's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) You know, 8% in a day? Are you kidding me? 
But what's really interesting uh, for all of us, though, is why it took place. And you mentioned there Hong Kong did very well. They're up nearly 5%. Uh, China's overall markets were up around 25 to 3%. Here's the deal, though. In Japan, for example, their prime minister, Abe, came out and said, you know what? We're going to lower corporate income taxes, and we're looking to lower them consistently over the next several years. Well, of course, that means, hey, you're going to get more growth in those companies. And obviously, the market absolutely loved his statement. Mm -hmm. In China, here's the other one, though. Uh, they announced uh, a string of changes to how they're going to tax investment, uh, like dividend income, you know, when you have your stock and you get a dividend. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable, though. They're going to abolish taxes on dividend income on any stock that you hold for over a year. So if you held something like the Bank of Montreal or something, you know, the Chinese equivalent, uh, for a year, presto, that dividend is tax-free. Uh, if it's under a year but over a month, it's about half of the taxes are going to get eliminated. And it's only if you sort of buy and sell something within the month are you going to be kind of penalized for that. But those are amazing changes. I, mean, I think most Canadian sure. investors, because we're investors, remember, through our pension plans, through our Canada pension, which any worker is a part of, let alone if you have some mutual funds and you have some other stocks, my gosh, we'd right. be celebrating that baby. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Okay>. No, tax. <laughs> All you have to do is hold it a year. Yeah. Yeah, All right, so the 30, market loved it. <laughs> 30 seconds left. Uh, does that mean the worst is over? Not at all. Not in China, especially. Hey, we need these guys for their resources. I I'll fire some quick numbers at you. Keep in mind that of all the consumption, for example, of aluminum, China's 54% of that. Nickel, 50%. Copper, 48%. Uh, you know, uh, lead, 40%. Oil, it's about 12%. Bottom line, of course, is that our resource industries need China to come back. I don't think there's any sign of that in the short term. Right. All right. Thanks for joining us, Michael. Thanks, Linda.